Say one embrace and the people imagine that which is great. The kings of the earth and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed one, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast their cause from it was as if a meeting was held. Because the Bible said the heathen and the kings were as if there was a council meeting that was reached. And in that meeting, it was decided how the agenda of the meeting came and was how can we do damage to God and his purposes. After many hours of deliberation, they stumbled upon that idea. Say, let us break their bounds. If you know God at all, you know that the reason why God needs to exercise his authority is because he wants to fulfill an eternal purpose. That's the sole reason why God's government must be in place. That is a purpose that God wants to achieve. Don't you know that when you have not yet given your life to Christ, God has, you could do anything you wanted to do. But when you came under the authority of the Spirit, he put you under lock and key. There were several liberties you used to enjoy as an unbeliever that you can no longer enjoy now because the government of God comes to restrict you so that no spirit can attribute you successfully in the realm of the spirit. Government, when it comes upon you, that's a proof that the follower of God is not by reason of what you utter with your lips, it's by reason of that which you have allowed to rule you. When we get into the intricacies of life, we will find out that the true meaning of life is in in your most natural state of existence. What do you give expression to? And these guys came and said, if we can remove the government of God from the lives of these people, if we can take away the fear of God from the lives of these people, then something else will govern them. Something else will become the object of that fear. And the purpose of God will never come to pass because if God must fulfill his purpose, he must of necessity have to exercise his authority. Are you still here? And so the guys came out and meticulous with signs. Let us break their bands and some cast their cause from us. The Bible says, He that is seated in the heavens, he shall bow. The reason why God loves is because there's no scheme of darkness that takes him out of the heavens. I pray that God will give us the grace to know him more. And if he gives you such a privilege, you will find out. That even before the devil starts, he's acting on a place of failure. They will success, victory. Glory are things that can be defined and achieved in time. They are things that can only be understood from eternity. Just in case you have two cars parked, you have two degrees and you have so many clothes in your wardrobe and that's your definition of success you are a poor man because success must always party with a reference a man can only be successful to the degree to which he compares his life with with a plumb line if you are a seed of eternity and you began before time began as a seed of eternity in the thoughts of god then of necessity your life will be measured out and measured with that which was the very cradle upon which your creation was factored. We can only say you are successful with respect to your purpose. You might have four cars burned, 
you might have two master's degrees and if by no means that is the evaluation from the standpoint of a purpose you fail and so god is not troubled when the devil says moves around the motion the devil's movement is not in tandem with that which he has obtained from eternity and there's nothing you can do in time to erase that which began from eternity so he that seated in heaven is a what Maybe witches have been tormenting you, doing several things, bringing delay to your life. I assure you, if the Lord allowed it, it's because He He has set you up for an acceleration, an acceleration that will not only make up for the time lost, an acceleration that will undo the works of the devil. And we know the reason why He won't allow it in the first place is so that you can get some substance, you can know Him more. So at the end of the day, you 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 gain always. You gain because through the process you learn spiritual discipline. Through the process you learn how to trust in God. Through the process you began to discover the might of God. Because I found out that except there's trouble around, people don't get to know their God. And so once in a while, the Lord allows a few demons. One knocks you in the night time. One holds you by the hand in the daytime. Just to keep you in check. It's just like that, that messenger of Satan that was sent to prevent Paul. And Paul cried and said, Lord, he said, no, don't worry, I have grace sufficient. I know you survived it. And that's why I allowed it. And the Bible never said how long it existed. But it was just there to put him under lock and key and check because of the abundance of revelation that he had to fellowship with. At the end of the day, he that sits in the heavens is alive. I don't know whether in your life you have seen a particular season of attacks come to nothing. Have you ever seen that before? so much quarrel nobody wanted you to graduate your papers were getting lost all kinds of stuff happening when exams come you become sick bad things take place on monday bad things on sunday you don't know which day is school not Taiwan. the thing that the devil really feared still came to pass all the same but you see it came to pass that's not just the testimony but you became a stronger man by going through that process the bible says he that sits in heaven. Shana. That's my prayer point. Lord, let it be that that which makes you laugh in heaven in the midst of chaos, let us have a revelation of it so that we can smile in the midst of the storm. We can sing when the devils cry out. We can proclaim the song of victory and triumph when the fire burns and the seas rage. Give us a revelation of what makes you laugh. He that sits in the heavens, he's alive. Listen to me, you don't understand my prayer for them. If you are a Christian long enough, you'll find out. It's not every time you pray for God to take you out of trouble that God answered. Because it's a time you come into in your work with God that you need trouble as, a, as an accessory for your spiritual growth. The reason why the Bible assures us that a man talk with wings is because he will give you grace. He's just telling you that he will give you grace to go through the storm. That's what he's saying. I hope you know. He didn't remove the storm. But what he did was that he gave you grace to man talk. 
That means it's not about to remove the storm. The storms will last for a long time, but it gives you the ability to be able to mount up. And if you know how to mount up, you find out that you need the storm as an accessory for mounting. Mounting doesn't take place because you know how to flap your wings. But mounting takes place because you have designed the direction of the storm and you know how to take advantage of its potential to go to the next pedestal of glory. We are beggarly, sick, weak, wicked Christians that don't know their God. Many times when pressure comes, they deny Him. I tell you the truth, don't be too hard on Judas. The likes of Him lift our peace. But we pray today for a revelation. What is it that makes God laugh in the midst of stone? People are planting cool, putting their heads together to undo that which is dominion as God. And he sits in heaven. He does what? That doesn't look like the posture of one that is a fighter. A fighter needs to clinch, clinch his jaws and his fist. Looks for a weapon to translate his anger and vengeance most accurately. But the Bible says that when there were plotting on earth, when kings gathered against him, he just sat in hell. Allah. It means there's something God knows that we don't we, we don't know. You might hear on the news and say a bombing took place here. But if you check well, he that sits in heaven. Every time the devil makes an attempt to attack you and he fails to succeed. He has given you an advantage. He has made you superior than him. That demon, that demon that facilitated that assault can no longer have the advantage over your life. That category of spirits that did that, you in your authority, because of your obedience to God in that situation, you have gained acceptance. And anytime you say to those kind of demons, hey, they give way. Because they tried to get you to deny God, and in the process, they facilitated your process with God. Yeah. It's not just enough for you to be seated with Christ in the heavens, far above principalities and powers. That's not just the credential that you use to cast out devils. Because the Bible says that you have the readiness to revenge every disobedience when your own obedience is complete. And your strength is evaluated in the day of adversity. For the Bible says that he that falleth in the day of adversity, it is because his strength is small. We proclaim a day when in the midst of storm, men like God will laugh. Because of the deep-seated understanding of God's peace, of the fact that God cannot be taken unawares, of the fact that at the end of the book, God won. Pray that God will help us today. First of all, you need to pray that God will grant you that revelation. That you can in your heart. Like, 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 like the burglary. Burglary proof on your window side. That which will not make you fret when people run help and scatter. That God will release his peace upon your soul. Can you pray today and say, Lord, give me revelation of that which makes you laugh. Sana mala le la la, sana mala kras 
Sole, sole, papada. Sunina na fresta la. Aye, 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 aye. Shababa fresta la. Sole, malakasema. The peace of God is come upon us. Oh, 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 oh. The spirit of terror seeks to come into the land. But the Bible speaks about the peace that passes all understanding. Let that peace stabilize us, act as a buffer, make us strong, make us established, make us operate beyond the forces of darkness that seek to inspire scare and terror in the land. He that sits in the house is alive. Oh, 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 oh,
May it bring tranquility to your system. May it trigger hope into your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. You can welcome your neighbor as you take your seat. He said, Doctor. You are welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. A body has plagued us. It's on the strength of a body that we gather today. Christianity suffers loss. There's decay, decadence, and decline. And we believe you are part of a generation that will seek the recovery of that which God established on the day of Pentecost. In his full colors and his mature and brilliant expressions, we refuse to submit ourselves to the aberration that we see on display today. That is devoid of life, power, and the, and the kingdom, dominion, dimension that the apostolic days enjoy. We have decided to go back to the roots of all things. To examine our knowledge of God. How much of God we know. As we seek to evaluate that, we'll be going through a few scriptures. And I trust that God will quicken us in the name of Jesus Christ. My question to you today, and I'll, I expect you to refer that question to the person sitting close to you. How much of God do you really know? We went somewhere the other time, and when we came into the, the service, we were giving strict laws. If we don't shout here, we know you guys shout everywhere on the streets, but here we don't shout. Hallelujah. Make sure you don't get moved to clap your hands. You'll be sent out of the auditorium. And all these ladies who came with, without head, headgear, they are not even allowed here in the first place. But we're so kind as to provide black headgear for anyone you came with without it. We seek Jesus with gravity. For you call his name on the streets. Hallelujah. We have to bow down to the testament of that place. But before the service ended, we all shouted Jesus. Because several people were overwhelmed with the Holy Ghost. And you know when the Holy Ghost is in control, he dictates the volume of the shout. I like those days. Well, the truth is, I'll never be invited back there again, but I guess that time was good. <laughs> we need to evaluate our knowledge of God. What have you been doing in the name of God? How much of God does he manifest? You'll get offended during the service today, but I know we'll make up before we, we share the grace. There's so much depravity that the average Christian knows how to go through the motion. Understands church language that keeps speaking it even though it dies. But the gospel I see in the book of Acts of the Apostles is full of power. And them that heralded it rattled the foundation of cities. Great governments were brought to their knees because there was a power that propelled them that even the scourge of death could not take away. I see what we call Christianity today having a beggarly look, seeking for survival in the midst of harshness and severe crisis in the earth. I think it's time for us to invoke the power that made the apostles cry, praise and profession. Because if we lose touch with that, what we have is a religion. And it's a bad one, it's a bad religion. Jesus did not come to establish a religion. He came to show us the dynamics of the manifestation of the way, the life of God. And if that's what you claim you are, I came to show you through Bible study the characteristics of that life. 
Jesus was the one that said, This is eternal life. That they might know you. From that you come to realize that Jesus' definition of eternal life is, is qualitative. Did you? Did you? Did my, oh, you didn't, you didn't get it. Mm. Eternal life talks about the qualities that the life of God sustains. That's not my message anyway. I'm just passing through that page. The life of God sustains qualities just like the life of man sustains qualities. It's a life of man that makes you know that you are hungry. I hope that your knowledge of hunger is a knowing in your body. It's not as if something rises up from your inside and begins to rise. Hunger! Or your life has the facility, it has a faculty to reveal when you are hungry. And you don't need anybody to tell you. And somebody close to you may not be hungry, and you may be hungry, and you feel hungry. The person is not hungry, it doesn't feel hungry, because everybody has this education that comes with every form of life. You didn't hear that. Please help me tell your neighbor. There is education that comes with every form of life. For instance, you don't need to teach a dog how to bark. Have you ever done that before? You, have you had a dog before? Raise the dog. You have never raised a dog before? Never. Who has raised the dog before? I have. Did you eventually teach the dog how to bark? It's, it's, it's embedded in the life it carries. And that life sustains a capacity for education. Is that life that has the the capacity to educate the dog how to bark because barking is part of dog life. So we know human life because our humanity has educated us to understand how to respond to the knowledge that it brings to us. Oh my God, you are not with me. I think the devil is still here. We need to still pray. Hallelujah. God went given us the Holy Spirit so that we can know Him. And yet there is a lack of knowledge of God on display. People are proud not to know God. Posters everywhere in the city inviting people for a music concert and God will show up. Everything happened except God. And people came and left the place with a smile. If any old, if any ancient was there at all, anyone that has the knowledge of the presence of God, you should leave the place crying and pray intensely for the level of depravity that has beguiled the heart of the people that put up that meeting. Many times we travel from coast to coast to attend ministers' conference only to meet lectures. Lectures. Have you been in a lecture room before? Sorry, lecture. Alright? But nobody gets baptized in the Holy Spirit in the lecture room. Nobody gets saved in the lecture room. I'm talking about lectures. Nothing changes in the lecture room. Travel to a minister's conference expecting to meet the God of the whole earth. And then we settle again for lectures with flyers and tags of the. Oh my God. We need to prove our knowledge of God and get back to the foundation. That's how we came this week. Before we go halfway, you know how much of God you know. Because most of us know more of religion. And little or nothing of God. We know how things are done in the service. You know how Christians should speak and talk. Christianity goes beyond what you can do and what you can approximate. 
the testimony of a life that is not in the earth. It is the way God's life. Only one man had it. He put that life on display to show us the qualities that that life sustains. So if Jesus, by definition, now tells us that this is eternal life, that they may know you. Knowledge is a quality. Are you still with me? Oh my God. Okay, let me keep that one. And since you are not ready, let me go to my sample. I wanted to give you some extra points that will provoke you to take a path, a drive past. Hallelujah. Most of us have ate too much for a lifetime. For a lifetime. I've never seen a man that was given a trophy for eating. Yeah, not in Benue State. Even if it's in Kenya, we have not done that in Benue. Every day there's one, one. One old young one guy came home and said, he spoke the language. Since morning I've not heard the sound of a mortar yet. And I looked at him and pitied him. Did the Lord give you understand? That the mortar has not spoken. Since morning. <laughs> oh my God. Such a man, the way of salvation will be difficult for him. If the devil was able to beguile us by giving us food, then God will educate you by taking food away from you. You must know that. May God give you understanding. Most of us do Christianity like our father's religion. I was born into it. That's how we do it. We meet on Sunday morning. And then you pick your Bible on Sunday morning and then you must go to church because your father went to church. How I wish. God will open your understanding to me. I'm not going to church because my father went to church. I'm not even going to church because I studied the Bible. Because in the Bible you see the Christ of doctrine, what he did, how he healed. For this man that the Bible testifies about is still alive. I know the living Christ, the one that is alive. I know him. And if your knowledge of him is accurate and your experience of him is accurate, you will see that the testimonies of scriptures will be true concerning your experience. I've gone past the book. I live in the reality of what the book testifies about. And that's where Christianity starts from. If you stop at the book, you are a religion, a, a religion freak. But if the book points to something that is your experience, you have contact with the living Christ. And so our evaluation is to begin tonight. I trust God to help us articulate the volume of things that we've been speaking about and for Him to grant us understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now I see someone in this hall, one of your ears is not hearing as the other ear. I don't know how to put it right. One of your ears is experiencing some form of deafness. It hears, but not like the other here. Hallelujah. See, as we teach and preach today, God will begin to touch the place and it will begin to eat you. I know the living Christ, the one that the scriptures speak about. I've encountered him. I spoke to him today. He spoke back to me. He's alive. He's well. He's not sick. doesn't have a fever. If all you know is what you read in the pages of the book, you are a blind man, like someone that, that goes to Karatu. All you have is sets of principles in your thoughts, and that's good. Because the Bible in its logos contains the thoughts of God. And it's good for us to know how God thinks. 
to help us adjust. Hallelujah. But that's not Christianity. Anybody can read those, those scriptures and adjust. I've seen several people of different faiths buy books at the bottom of their cupboard. They have not yet given their life to Christ, but they like the thoughts of God. And as much as possible, they try to adjust. Christianity is not adjustment. It's not trying to adjust, to approximate. It's not trying to modify. It is so way on display. And God. And so that you can understand how that life is. And when it comes into you and begins to function, you will give it a passageway for it to grow inside of you until it consumes your entire being and becomes the basis upon which you do what you do. What is your God is what you display and express when you're under pressure. That's what your God is. I know you didn't hear me. The Bible says no one can serve two masters because the average Christian uh, believes that it's possible to go a little here and balance here. They won't preach that anyway, but they live it. That's their lifestyle. And you will know what influence you under when the person comes under pressure. That's when you know how much of God the person contains. They were giving a price to an injection in the hospital. And he shouted, there's no problem. You might shout when you are giving injection, there's no there's nothing wrong about it. But see, the problem was that when they, they, what he shouted was the name of the idol in his village. That one is a problem. <laughs> you are not with me. <laughs> Mande Kosela, most of us put on colors, but the thing we fall to at the end of the day in the midst of pressure doesn't look like Jesus. That's religion. And there's nobody such a man will teach that will know God, even if he uses the Bible, because it's not in touch with the living Christ. Now, that Christ that resurrected from the dead, that came into the company of the apostles, and to them, he walked through the wall and came and said, Peace. Have you met him before? If you have not met him, you are not even born again. Went to a religious place. I thought people knew God. I didn't know. 80% of them are possessed of devils. We have to sit down. My, my mission this year is to make sure that people are born again. There's a way the life of God. You can't understand it except to know what the life of man does. The life of man is what educates you about hunger. You know that you are hungry. Educates you and you know that you need sleep. You are tired. Educates you and you know that you need something to drink because you are thirsty. The life of man that gives you such education. But when you come in contact with the life of God, the life of God begins to give you a new set of education. Hallelujah. And then suddenly, if you pray on one on Monday, pray on Tuesday, pray on Wednesday, and you don't pray on Thursday, you now feel a lack on your face. It's the life of God that gave you that feeling. You feel uncomfortable, you cannot place it, or you don't feel cool. Ventilation means you want to What is happening to you is that your friend is calling. Say, where thou? That's the situation that happened in Eden. When God stepped down and was looking for his partner, I couldn't find him in the general place. Where thou? That cry is still alive today. And in many hearts, the cry has come and come until it has died. Because him that cries will not cry for them. People don't understand that in order for you to know God, you must understand the way of covenant. Every man that gained mastery 
in the ways of God was such that knew that it would break a covenant because of the inconsistency of man. God will bring him to a part where he covenants. So you shall see plenty of Christianity casually. I saw you, you vaccinated long ago. What it means to backslide is that you are no longer in touch with present with the present revelation position of the spirit. You are no longer in touch. It means you are backslidden. Because in that your state, you are not so badly able to go. The knowledge of God has been made mystical. Something that you need to seek on Sunday morning. In an atmosphere that is pious and sanctimonious. Meanwhile, the God of the New Testament is a life-giving spirit. And just like you, you know how you were, how you felt when you were hungry. You will feel stronger if he has something to communicate with you. Pray on Monday, pray on Tuesday, and on Wednesday you decided to sleep because you were tired. And then you pass by and cry. If you are wise, you will know that that cry will not last forever. And just in case you frustrate that cry before you get it again, it will take an effort, a desperate effort that is occasioned by the searching power of your human will. You see, people are casual. Sometimes God just comes and clothes you with an anointing. Many believers cannot maintain it because they don't understand covenant. Any case in God you have, you see, He puts you, um, your lifestyle must change to maintain it. I told you you won't like what I'm preaching, and I've not started. I'm preaching you. Some of you stole something before you came here, you told lies today. I'm just praying, as I'm talking now, you are being washed. Alright, when you are fully redeemed, you will now enter the scripture. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Because the average person sitting here doesn't have a vision to be consistent with God. He just like capsize. Anytime the place is set and I don't walk in. Oh my God. The knowledge of God and the pursuit of God we are pet. If you came to church a dying man and God begins to walk on you, the first thing he might ask for is your God. He might say, Go. Give all your jeans, trousers out and go play for five years. If your pursuit of God has not cost you anything, we are serving the devil. I know you didn't hear that. I will come back again. I think I need to keep just with the things I'm saying. If God speaks to you that speaking is not fashioned by human, Anything human, and it will attack your humanity because human life has a nature of, of promoting self centeredness. That's human life. And when God's life is a manifestation, it produces and provokes God consciousness. Are you with me? Oh, you're not with me. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? I travel far to come and say this thing. All right? And this is the only thing I'll be saying today in Jesus' name. Travel so far. I started at 8 o'clock. No, 4 a.m. And then I reached my calling 5 p.m. in the evening. So come and tell you this. I show you every part of my being with it. And you see these cameras, we are placing it for, for the world to see. Christianity has lost its footing. And until a generation like Elijah starts up, 
said, if I believe a man of God, we need to call fire again for people to believe in God. Are you not tired of going to church every Sunday? If I ask the average person, why do you go to church? It's a cliche, it's a religion. There's no time. You don't even understand what you're doing. That's why they place a bomb, you will not go. You will not go. If you hear the bomb in town, you just say, oh boy, let's, let's calm down. See, <laughs> this tea, <yeah. laughs> we can talk to God of our house. Mm. We were there. Ten years ago, when Ryan started in camp, we were there. Have I come close to a dagger before of death? Many times. And then when the people that were killing people saw that these ones are ready to die, they left. But people like you that were wrong, they will chase you to your bedroom. You must know something. There must be peace for your inside. They are convinced that you come from God, then you go back to God. That's what Jesus said. But if you are not sure where you have come from, fight for your life. Because I saw you. You don't have hope. <laughs> the Bible says Jesus knew that he had come from God and he was going back to God. Where are you from? I think it's to is I'm here to make some people quit from Christianity. The one you are doing is useless. That's what I'm saying. Don't continue. Don't feel the seeds. You are causing problems to the world. Go back to farm, to the farm. If you let Azure spirit, go and know him. Because you must know something now to survive. Is that you know God well or know the devil well? And any path you decide to go to the consequences. I thought an amen will come at that point. Amen. Uh, it will be weak. <laughs> it will be weak. It will come well. <laughs> the Lord give you understanding. Yeah. And we are about to make a religion out of Christianity. But God has called us to fellowship in His life. He has made adequate provision for us to know Him. So that one of us will be a religious speak. But every one of us will know the living Christ. Hallelujah. I said that the eternal life is a qualitative aspect of a divine life. It has nothing to do with living in an everlasting fashion. It's just a revelation of the quality of the divine life. And the divine life sustains several qualities. One of the qualities of the divine life is that it sustains the capacity to furnish the knowledge of God. Your pastor needs to be born again to be able to talk about God. There's a pastor in Lagos that said he was born again from his mother's womb. They are not here. What did he say? He said what? He was born again from his mother's womb and he's teaching the Bible. But the only possibility of the knowledge of God is that you have the life of God. Because the life of God is qualitative in nature. And one of the functions of that life is that it provides the knowledge of what? God. The Bible says we have received an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. We, we know what? 
The Bible says that the spirit that is in us searches all things, even the deep things of God. If you don't have the life of God that is imparted into you by the spirit of God, there's no possibility for the knowledge of God. Did you get that? You didn't get it. I think we need to pray. The mind, there's something. Oh my God. Jesus. Help us. Let's pray. Let's pray. Rise up, please. Rise up. We didn't come here for church. We didn't come here for a good service. We didn't come here for good songs and good singing. I came to cry out for a generation that will bring the reformation that will restore the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God that will be swept out of the back door. But the clergyman still knows how to put his collar. Can we cry to God and say, God, reveal yourself to me? Reveal yourself. I want you. I cry for your power. I need you. I want you. I cry. I cry to the Lord. I need you.
Secondly, the divine life has another quality, the quality of illumination. It happens to be that we are spirit beings, and God needs to give us insight about the realm of our reality. And it is the divine life that operates in us as illumination, as God takes us beyond the scope of our mind, the knowledge we acquired in the library and in the classroom, to bring us to a point where we can access the epignosis, which is the revealed knowledge of Christ. In scripture, we see that there is this relationship between light and revelation. If God wants to say revelation, sometimes he says light. Are you still looking here? Yeah. Are not here. Oh my God. How can we journey when we can't have a foundation here? That light will take you to a place. And give you access to a kind of knowledge that you not acquire naturally. It has that faculty of bringing illumination. It was Jesus that said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth after me will by no means walk in darkness. He was talking about, but shall have the light of light because his life has the capacity of affording us the light of God, the illumination of God. So the life of God or eternal life sustains the quality of illumination. We are going to touch these things in another session. The knowledge, the life, the resurrection. The third quality of the of eternal life or the divine life is his ability to quicken that which is dead. It was Jesus that said, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. We know the life, but we don't know the resurrection. There's need for the resurrection because you come to realize that you cannot do spiritual things naturally. How many of you have tried on end to have a prayer life and fail? Be sincere. You wanted to have a prayer life, but you failed. You took off by an act of the will and said, It is Monday, the 9th of August. Today, I am reborn in the spirit as a warrior. For two days, you have not talked. Because sustaining a prayer life is not the function of the position of your will. It is given, it's only in the hands of him that is called the resurrection. Christ as a resurrection is a quickening spirit that quickens your mortal bodies so that you can do the will of God. The will of God operates and exists on the frequency of the spirit. And except you are taken to that frequency, you cannot do his will. No man can do the will of God naturally. You must be empowered, energized, quickened. Oh my God. To do the will of God. So there is a function in that life that we call the resurrection. It is the Bible that says, quicken us and we shall call upon thy name. In order for you to pray, you must experience Christ as the resurrection. You must be quickened to pray. Many times people call me on the phone and say, Pastor, we have lost the ability to pray. And say, ah, that means you are depending solely on your spirit. There are several times when the light that is packed in your spirit will go down to zero level. When you get to that time, you use your soul, your will, to push your spirit. It means you pray intentionally. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel the grace to pray. There's no spoiling to prayer. Use your will to assist your spirit. And as you keep pushing it, you get to a place where you come and stand under the rain. And then the quickening spirit goes into action. The fluidity of your tongues change. Your empowerment on the inside 
your capacity changes. God knows that there are limitations with your humanity, and that's why He has provided a, a, a facility by which we can be weakened. He said, Weaken us. We shall call upon thy name. For every spiritual thing that God requires from you, you need a spiritual power to be able to obey. You will hear that God said to Abraham, Take thy son, thy only son, even Isaac, and offer him to be him on a mountain that I'll show you. You think it was natural obedience? Do you think you can obey that instruction? <laughs> Evangelist, God now releases a boy into your hand. I said, Evangelist, please. Take thy son. It's not natural, it's not normal. Don't play that game in the night. Don't try it. No. For men to function that way, they have to be wicked. No normal human being will do that. And you read some things in the Bible that was facilitated by the quickening of God, and you want to do it naturally, that's religion. At best, you'll be a liar. That's why I hate religion and passion. It's a lie. It's not true. Because it can only be true if you are quick to do it. I will never spend one day in religion because I know it's darkness. For so long, we wear one trousers that didn't touch the ground. It was a mark of devotion and sanctity to God. And I perfected it. The ways of piety, of sanctity. Hey! But there was no God in it. <laughs> and me, I'm going to see myself alone. We can be going like that. I know there's nothing. After a long time, I sat down with my Bible. I said, God, if you spoke before I speak today. My journey started from that day. Three that night. I heard you speak to people. Speak to me today. <laughs> and guess what? When he began to speak to me, I saw that many things he said were contrary to what we were taught. And I knew that the only way I could be a teacher of truth and verity was that I would have to discover God myself and teach him as I see him. I knew that the only way I could survive was to partner and party and submit to people that know God and preach him the truth and spirit. I changed my mentors, I changed the people I look up in God. Travel to the north and suffer a man, the last of his kind, that still believed that Jesus was his first audience. And I came and said, I came from far. The fact that I came from far didn't change it. He said it takes six months for me to process a spiritual son. Because of experience, we don't accept people anyhow. I said, sir, you have all the time you need. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Every time I go, I listen to deep things that they have found in the corridors of heaven. He might say one today, it doesn't make sense to you until two years' time. Because the more and more you become a principality, when you speak, it's a parable. I, I know what I'm saying, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe in the next 15 years, it will. Are you still with me? Religion is a lie. And if that's what you call Christianity, I will not be the normal. Because I know the living Christ. Him that is living now, 
whom the scripture speaks. You know, they came to Peter and said, We have found the Christ of whom the prophet spoke. That one, that guy, what he has seen is superior to what the prophet said because he's in contact with the reality. Many people die in the book and never get to understand that the book testifies about the realm of reality that God has called us into. That's what Christianity is. Operating the realm of reality. Take the religion out of it. Let's operate in that life. And every one of us will do the supernatural natural. We do the natural supernatural. You don't need to preach before somebody knows you have God. Today we need to have a government to govern the church or to the fire. We need an archbishop, a, a, an assistant bishop, and oh my God, wake up! The people that began the work of the kingdom after Jesus left were unschooled. But something came upon them. They checked their name in the registers of the schools of those days, they didn't find it. And they took notice that they had been what? With Jesus. If you are being with Jesus, then we know. Don't deceive us. The divine life. That's the ability to impart knowledge. It can bring illumination. It can quicken. And it can also administer strength. I assure you there are some battles you fight. If you are not strengthened for it, you will be a casualty. I've been in the corridors of spiritual warfare for many years. In Christianity, I can tell you I'm old. Hallelujah. I've been there for more than 25 years. I've seen the bad, the good, the ugly, fake most of the time. But I've called in this generation is to pray for the revival of the true faith that Jesus left. So that his church can manifest the glory that we see in the book of Acts of the Apostles and take that dimension to another level of excellence. Where are you today? Give us in your family, you are not able to tell them, and you claim you have so way. We are we are born on a bad day where Christianity became abnormal and subnormal. But we have a call from God to revive it and to restore it. The mosaic of the apostolic and the prophetic is to present Christianity the way it is, it is by scripture. Irrespective of who is offended. People have built systems, churches, on a flavor of Christianity that doesn't satisfy the book of Acts of the Apostles. We are here to kill those kind of ministries. We pray with, with every person, with our lifestyle, we are here to kill it. Are you still with me? The living Christ is still alive today. He can speak for himself. Still alive. His life on times have not been packaged in a book. He's still here to talk. And there are people that have never read the Bible that have given their life to Christ and they know Jesus in prayer. Because he's alive. And we that have the Bible don't know him. Turn with me quickly. John chapter 14 as we begin this job. It can impact faith. The prophet cried and said, This is a day of rebuke and a day of pastor. For the mothers have brought to pay and there is no strength to bring forth. Have you ever been there? What is the 
in your womb. It's about to come forth and then in midway, your strength leaves. We have not been there before. The Bible says even the good shall take, just in case you are claiming that you are destined. He said the young man shall not carry fall. His confidence in himself will bring him to a point where if he falls, there's no, no hope of resurrection. But he said, there that wait upon God, and in the divine life, there is what we call a new There was a day death came, we ran away. Eh? And the people that brought death thought that if they come the next day, we'll run again. We went back and repented and prayed for seven hours. Then we were ready to die. When the people that brought death came and saw that we were ready to die, then they said, Did what? Why? Because there's new in skin. If you fell yesterday, rise up and go back. Which made you fear we eventually become afraid of you. In that life, there is strength. You could see that how Peter and, and John were beaten and one never to speak in that day. They came into the congregation of the righteous. And the guys gathered and fermented and concocted a prayer and released it. When they began to pray it, the Bible said, even the foundation of the place where they were saying, They began to speak in tongues and they spoke the word of God. Boom. Every form of terror saw its end that day. Because there was renewal, there's renewal strength in the life of God. God will not pardon you if you say the excuse you have is that strength failed you. No. Because you have made available a possibility of renewal of what? He won't pardon you if you say, I fell on a woman. And I remember there that I was raptured to her. We judge you very well. Why? Because the strength out of that infirmity. You say, Oh my God, money comes through my table. And sometimes I sign out the thousands. Five thousand on Monday, twelve thousand on Tuesday. That's how I survive. I live beyond my means somehow. I felt it was an open door from God. And when you preach about it, I found no strength to stop. Because I looked upon my son when he cried in the night. I said, Ah! In the kingdom and in the life of God, there is strength. And your work with God will begin. If you win the argument against the flesh that is trying to contend for mastery in your life, if you win that argument, then you start a life of faith. And that life of faith is the normal for the average person. We seek a man of conviction. A man that can model a life that his ancestors never lived. A man whose life will be programmed and facilitated by the, the seat of that which has been furnished by the Holy Ghost and the Spirit. And he will model it and live it until the fullness of that which he believes begins to manifest. And then when men are attracted to him and want to learn his ways, he will teach that which he has been Such is the way of faith. And that's how Abraham ended the title, the father of faith. Because if you are going to walk with God, your life will be too different from Abraham's life. Should I tell you something? 
Ah, you don't want to hear it. I know you don't want to hear it. At least not my voice, please. This is voice of an old man. You got me? Are you still with me? Amen. Listen, don't continue another day without the, the Christ of which we speak is alive today. You can know him. In fact, he has made enough provision for us to know him. The least, on the list to the people. Made a lot of provision. So if you still continue religion in the shadows, it's not because there's no light. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not because knowledge is not available. He said because you have rejected knowledge. The people dying for lack of knowledge because knowledge actually came and they rejected it. Not that it was not available. I don't know if we will fulfill that prophecy. But I assure you, and I tell you the truth, I've traveled wide. And the Christianity in Nigeria is not that of the Bible. The best of what we have to offer is diminished to the face of what we see in the Acts of the Apostles. And a few men have been raised to restore the integrity of that which the apostles did and died for. It might not be popular. You may not even like what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Amen. One thing I can assure you is that you will not, will not stop saying it. That's the first one. And just in case you are too offended, please don't come to know. Alright? Ten years from today, we will compare notes. You will still be struggling. That's a good place to say amen. Amen. I know it's difficult. I understand. That when truth begins to come, humanity fights it. The God really speaks to you and says, Take that son! Everything about you will fight it. Everything. If God speaks, it's offensive to humanity. That's why prophets were stoned sometimes. People that spoke God's word were killed because the word of God is difficult to speak. You must be a dead man to speak it. You must be born again to be able to speak it. You must understand that somebody died for you to live before you can speak it. The gospel is not cheap message. It's a message that brings a man to death so that he can, he can rise up in Christ. Only in Christ can men rise. And only the gospel can show you that possibility. I don't know. I've been trying to preach. I brought a sermon. Oh God. John 14. We don't go on the way you are going. The average person doesn't have a consistent prayer life. There is no covenant with God. Our tokens are stolen. When we pray, it doesn't come to pass. When we decree, it comes back like a boomerang. The average Christian just goes on emotion and says, It's well. And now they have added a phrase to it. It is well. They put it in the well. Because most times they were there. Now I thought that life was white and black. But now I found out it's white, black, and gray. And the average Christian lives on gray. Some to darkness and it to the light. I pray that you come out of that dungeon and you will see the light. The way it appeared to Jacob in the air. When the sun arose, every darkness was exposed. Don't continue like this, it's risky. It's risky. That's why demons have become so popular. Prison packed. In fact, they have names now. One is Asmodi, Achalia, Maradona. We didn't know that when we were training. The old prophets didn't know names of demons. But they had power to cast them out. They didn't know their identities. They didn't study how they manifested. But they knew a name. That name was sufficient. That name was strong enough. That name had enough power 
God, oh God, oh God, oh God. I feel sick inside when I see people. They are saying they are Christian. I don't know what the Muslim believes, but he's ready to die for it. But among all he believes, life is not in it, but he's ready to die for it. But you see, <laughs> our willingness to sacrifice for Jesus is a proof that we are not ready to surrender what we are today to receive what he has And when darkness perpetually comes into eternity, the believers in that place need to repent. Because they are misrepresenting God. In the days of Elijah, one man coming out of the cave sat in darkness and drove it back. One man. The Bible says by a prophet. The Lord brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he preserved them. I will always say this. Only God knows the power that is in the prophet. One With one prophet, he delivered the nation. And darkness is still moving your family. Start from there. Let that be your assignment first. Your family. Knock everything out first. Knock it out. I start there today because I knocked the, the last of them. I knocked the last of them. The last of them that spoke for Satan. He woke up. Oh, you know the story. Two, two, two principalities cannot be in the same place. That's why Herod sought to kill Jesus. Two kings cannot reign at the same time. We have seen his star in the east. His glory shone as far as the eastern countries in the land of the hidden. It was magicians and sorcerers and occultic men that saw it and traced it. If you know ancient English, every time you see Medos or Maga, it means the king's sorcerer. The sorcerer sent from by the hand of the king. The one that gives the king spiritual cancer. Those were the people that saw the star. I mean, not thought he saw it. I mean, I mean, necromancer saw it. I mean, astrologer saw it. If a priest rises, occultists will see it. Astrologers will see it. Sorcerers will see it. Custodians of Azor will take notice. If you are still behind it today, you don't, they, are, they don't know you. Hair doesn't know you. And it's abnormal for you to say like this. What we have is an aberration. It's something we need to cry about. But people are bold about it. I'm a, I'm a Don't say it in the public. Do you see the, the criteria for choosing Dickens in the Bible? How many pastors satisfy it? Have you read that chapter 6 before? We are, we are living in a bad day when pastors use time. God have mercy. God has a lot of mercy. It's not the one. Not many will fall by the pulpit. But those days will still come. But the blazing holiness of God will appear like light. And any person in which darkness is because you will be slain because of the purity of the fellowship. The prayer rises up in my spirit. We need to repent for ourselves and our life. Somebody died in the conference and the man of God rose up and said, you, they were carrying me to bed. He said, not in my time. When I die, you can bury ministers that died in the conference. But I'm still here. Oh my God. And with the word of prayer, I tapped the man of the lips. The man rose up. 
See, not in my time. We need John the Baptist. Not in my time. I watch a video clip. Person in the house. Somebody died in his house. He said, You don't come here to die, you come here to live. He said that you died here it means you will rise. Pray for the person, the person didn't rise too. Water. Say, who has water? Open it up. The woman stood up. If you have a man like that, even forty people will shift ground. They will relocate their chambers. Because they're going to pass by and say, Hey! Something will wither. Philip went to Samaria, was an ordinary deacon. Met with the principality of the town. When the man saw that he didn't have enough power like him, he, he became his company. He, he joined the people that, that, that went that came from baptism. Wore white clothes like them. Yes, you have Yes, he was not born again, but not to survive. Yes, you have Help me with that song. Yes, you have Hallelujah. To survive. Oh, 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 oh,
so that they can walk in that realm. They can handle that realm. They can hear from that realm. They can speak from that realm. They can act from that realm. Whether you believe or not, what I'm going to be saying from now will be happening. As a sign that the spirit realm has opened. Thank you. 
things are about to be restored. Anywhere you are in the world, I'd like you to lift up your hands right now. Some things will be restored. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Listen to me. Listen to me. There's a woman here that is being tormented by demons. God is going to liberate that person. God shows me a man that has been hungry for him. He's going to announce that man to be served. Alright? If you can believe, you'll be healed. If you can believe, you'll be healed from any kind of sickness and health disorder. If you can believe. Alright, let me pray. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, many years ago you appeared to me and you said, You will return. I did not quite like understand what you meant when you said you would return. But now you have begun to begin to grant me understanding. That the season of your coming is here. And it's your good pleasure to trample this land underfoot and to bring every spirit of rebellion under your feet. To bring the custodians, the apostles of darkness to utter shame and defeat. To enthrone yourself as king and God. And we stand as your people to pave way for that which you want to do by preparing the hearts of men for this great avalanche of the spirit. That the small, the great, the mighty, the kings will hack him. And everyone will bow down in repentance to your majesty. This season has come. We dedicate our hearts to that purpose of yours, O God. That you might rally triumphantly and gloriously. That your light will be clear and brilliant and your radiation will come with great splendor. We come upon you. There be many, Lord, that wait, that weep, that that say, When shall it be? When shall be the time of your coming? When shall be the day of our deliverance? And you have witnessed that that deliverance will begin even from tonight. Oh God, I pray that you rend the heavens. That you open the vistas of heaven and come down. Amen. There is a young man in our midst, oh God, that has been calling for you. Finally, his heart has reached alignment with the spirit. Do not pass him by. Pour on him. Pour on him. Pour on him. Pour on him, grace. Grace. Grace.
become a strong one. Let your grace be so abundant that many will say, This one among the prophets. Lord, we cry for transformation. The Lord is passing in this congregation. He's passing. Bring him. He has been crying for God. you a priest, a priest, a priest, a priest. 
He says he has given you a hearing in the midst of the heavens. That your prayers will move things. Your prayers will shake things. He said, only stay before me and pray in the night time. Only stay before me and call out. And I will answer you. I will give you strange power. Strange power. The other man that stands beside you because it is my determined will to set you on high that men might look to you and men will see my glory.
something that was buried, a point of contact or a water spirit. I see that that spirit leaves the river and comes to that place once and again. And the Lord has put a word upon my, my lips. I want to stretch your hand in that direction and begin to speak in tongues. There's something of God There's something of God here in the expectation of the creation. 
waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Listen, listen, listen. 
from the forsaking of altars in Wewes to the black magicians of Jatoka. Many there be that we fall along, that we fall. Men will be cut off. Men will be cut off by the power. Give it to that. Command them to rise. 